Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast with me, your host, Chanel Patrice Hancock here in Akron, Ohio, where it's completely hotter than hell. It's about 95 degrees with an index of 10. And it's going to be in the 90s all week long. Um, You know, I know that most of us that like winter really do enjoy, um, you know, the nice weather, but, you know, seven days of like 90 degree weather and up, it's a little bit too much even for me. And I like weather, but if it's up to me, give me 75, 80. Anything after that, you can keep it. But, you know, people say, oh, well, don't complain because, well, you know, it's going to be winter in another six months. And so... You're going to be complaining because it's cold. Well, not so much, really. (laughs) But I will have to say, um, I hope everyone had a really great 4th of July here in the U.S. and people who live abroad who are American citizens. Um, You know, I stayed in the house. I had some Lebanese food I made from scratch, some hummus, some Lebanese rice. Um, I made some chicken swarma. Um, so, yeah, I had a pretty good weekend. Um, Bono and I just chilled out in the house and watched movies with a lot of different subtitles, mostly Swedish, because I'm still working on my Swedish. But, um, I want to thank everybody for who has subscribed so far, uh, the new people, the old people, keep them coming. Um, you know... I'm completely happy right now. It's amazing how we're, you know, in the middle of this pandemic, but we're still learning languages. We're still doing the things we enjoy doing. We're not letting a pandemic um, prevent us from, you know, progressing as human beings, which is great. We're still communicating with one another. We're still showing the love, which is wonderful. Let's keep it up. And thank you to Anchor because Anchor is our sponsor for the show and has been since December of, of 2018 and I just want to say thank you guys you guys rock um you guys have stuck by me through this whole entire two years answered all questions I had so forth and so on um so thank you you guys rock now it's on to today's episode you know I was trying to think of what I wanted episode 163 to be, and I kept seeing the same post over and over and over again. The learning a language in a week syndrome, as I would call it. Um, You know, there are plenty of people out there that are on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and they're you know, pretty good polyglots. But some people, you know, they want to take it to the next level. It's not like they want to learn up to A2 in six months or B1 in six months, depending on what the language is and how many languages they've learned prior. They want to learn it in a week or in 24 hours. And I'm going to be honest, you'll be lucky to touch the surface in a week. It takes longer than a week 
to learn a language. You're only going to learn bits and pieces. You're probably going to cut out all of the important stuff you need. You're going to skip around. And it's not going to be, um, you know, as fluid as you want it to be when speaking. You're not going to really be able to understand a lot because you would have just crammed in a whole bunch of vocabulary words and phrases, which you might wind up forgetting a week after you didn't learned it all. I mean, I'm going to be honest, I don't find that approach to be realistic. Now, I will backtrack and say that I have learned languages um, using the Michelle Thomas method, for example. Like if it's the starter course, it took me a couple of days to get through that course, but it was only like a couple hours long. It was the basics. Um, you know, I got a lot out of it, but I also was doing it because I was, you know, doing affiliate marketing for them. And so therefore I wanted to learn it alongside Swedish so I could do some comparison contrast for my job. Not because I wanted to show off to a whole bunch of people on, on social media. Now, that's a totally different story. It's different when you're sitting there and you're saying to somebody, Oh, well, I learned Spanish in a week. I guarantee you, I've seen videos on YouTube. And they would have had to spend 8 to 12 hours a day for that whole 7 days just to get all the information they got in. And who's to say that you were going to retain all that? You know, they did a video and they were quite rusty. Now, mind you, I give you a prime example. When I learned Spanish over 20, 20 years ago, back at community college, when I was like 23 years old, it took me 27 months to learn Spanish at a university setting. Now, I had two and a half hours a week of class time, which was an hour and 15 minutes, you know, twice a week. Plus I had two hours, six days a week with a tutor reading out of a hardback textbook. And I had the company CDs. Then I had to go and listen to music. Then I had to go listen to Telemundo and Univision. So I had put in like between 15, 15 hours, 12 and a half hours a week for two years straight in order to become highly proficient in Spanish. And Spanish is a very easy language to learn. Yet, I wasn't the the greatest at speaking it because I was, you know, one of those kids that I learned it. You know, you had to take the test. Um, you know, I the most I was able to do was introductory stuff order food, say where I am, you know, different things of that nature. You know, it wasn't until I got to California, I was able to, you know, use it a little bit more. And I just kept listening to music because that's what I enjoyed. I mean, it wasn't so much I was focusing on speaking the language, but I wasn't cramming the language into my head. I was acquiring it over a long period of time. I realized I was fluent in Spanish when I could carry a two-hour conversation with somebody. 
Now, I was forcing myself to do it. Yeah, sure. Did I have a headache afterwards for two hours? Sure. But that was because of comfortability issues with the language. Um, But I would never like tell somebody, you can learn a language in a week. Because I know damn well it takes a very long time to progress in a language depending on how high you want to be. I mean, by the time I got done with Spanish, I was at a C1 level. You know, I was able to translate the written word from Spanish to English and back. I was able to um, understand what was being said in most TV shows and, and news programs and so forth and so on. You know, I just needed to practice my speaking and increase my vocabulary. Other than that, I was fluent. But that was because, you know, I was doing it for a degree requirement. I wasn't trying to show off. But some of these people, they sit up there and they put these videos up. Oh, you can learn Spanish in 24 hours. No, you can't. Don't believe it. Because it's a gimmick to try to get you to buy something that they're selling. And to be honest, that's not realistic. You know, you could have just put together a few words and sentences, recorded them, flubbed it a little bit, and edited it to where it looks perfect. Instead of doing a video showing what you had learned in that week. Now, I've done that where I've taken the Michelle Thomas course and I went straight through it and I recorded a video on Facebook so people could see what I was doing because I wanted native speakers to tell me what my pronunciation was. Could they understand what I was saying after going through my first run through of it? But I did that and that was great. But I wasn't sitting up there saying I could speak the language successfully in 24 hours or a week because I knew I couldn't. I still had a long way to go. And I think a lot of people do this because they want to show off. You know, they want to boast. Hey, look at me. Look at me. I can do this in a week. So can you? It doesn't work like that. And it's not realistic. And I wouldn't advise that to save my life. You know, some of these languages like Arabic and Hindi and Mandarin, Cantonese, Japanese, Thai, Vietnamese, Indonesian, you know, Russian, Turkish, Persian, Finnish, German. You know, it takes time to learn these languages. It's not going to happen overnight unless you have learned a language from the same language family, then maybe it might be a little bit easier for you to pick it up because you might have known 60% of the vocabulary because it was similar to the previous language that you learned. But nine times out of 10, just because I learned Russian doesn't mean Polish is going to be a breeze. You see what I'm saying? So for me personally, um, you know, I don't believe that you can learn a language in a week. I believe that you should take your time Acquire the information that you need to need need to know and enjoy the process and don't worry about time because it took us a lifetime just to become proficient at reading, writing, listening, speaking in our native tongue. And it's going to take a lifetime for you to do the same thing in your in your target languages. So I wouldn't base it 
off of what somebody threw up on YouTube saying, look at me, I learned this language in this amount of time because, you know, okay, unless you're tracking your progress with a tracker, some type of spreadsheet, you you have a someone to hold you accountable, you know, no one knows if you really did that or you're just making it up or whatever the case is. And, and nine times out of 10, you know, a, a lot of my friends and I will sit back and be like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> we know it takes a long time. I mean, it took me three years for Russian to get to a high C1 level. And I'll tell you, I spent 18 hours a day, seven days a week for a whole year doing nothing but listening to Russian material all day, every day in the background. And the year before that, I spoke every single day. I used Memorize, I used Michelle Thomas, I used a little bit of Pimsleur, I did a lot of Russian TV, a lot of Russian podcasts, I did it day in and day out, and I was able to have a three-hour conversation with my ex-boyfriend's mother who spoke no Russian, or should I say English, sorry, English, she spoke no English, but she spoke German and she spoke Russian, and we had a ball for three hours, she was amazing, and she said my Russian was really good. And I mean, I've I've gotten, you know, a lot of compliments on that, you know, because that's how I became known in the polyglot community was because I was the visually impaired girl that spoke Russian. And, you know, I really enjoy it, but I had to put some work into it. I didn't understand Toe's story in the beginning. I did in 2018 after three years of, of devoting myself to the language. And I still love it. It's still one of my favorite languages of all time. You know, so now I'm learning um, I'm learning, um, Swedish. I only want to know a thousand words and, you know, I'm going through my second pass of, um, Swedish, uh, foundation course for Michelle Thomas. And I have some Swedish books I'm reading and I'm watching movies with Swedish subtitles and I'm picking up a lot that way too, with voiceover in the background. And I, reading it to me out loud so for me personally you know I know it takes time and I hope that you guys realize that when you watch those videos those are just for entertainment value they're not really there to help you um achieve your fluency goals you know or your proficiency goals you know I kind of now um come to the understanding I want to be able to read Swedish books and I want to be able to listen to documentaries in Swedish and stuff like that. So I'm listening to as much natural Swedish as I can. Um, you know, I do want to speak it a little bit. So, you know, and that's fine. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm very happy that I took it up again because I tried it a year and a half ago and it wasn't clicking for me but uh, when the Michelle Thomas method came out with it and I I got it um you know this year and I reviewed it for them and for my podcast show and you know people like that and the Norwegian if they come out with Danish I'll review that too um you know, because all three, you know, and I will say that both Swedish and Norwegian are very similar, you know, um, you know, so 
and it's the truth it is, it is and and I really enjoy it, you know. But I will say um it's different when you're reviewing a language for a podcast show and you're trying to get as much information in so you can do your your review for the show and for the company you're working for, you know, because you might be on a, a deadline. That's one thing. But it's another thing entirely to sit there and say, I want to uh, be able to speak this to a high degree of fluency in a week. Look, by the end of the week, I want to be able to say, my name is, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I want to be able to say basic things in a week. Not, I want to talk about the state of the coronavirus in a week. No. I'll wait like a year before I even get to coronavirus, you know, topics. But at the same time, you know, I know, for example, I just got finished working on politic vocabulary and you know, uh, different level five vocabulary and having to do with government and the law and um, politics and police um, force and, and, you know, city um, vocabulary. And I was watching Beverly Hills Cop 2, for example, with the um, subtitles going on in the background with voiceover reading to the, reading me them with voiceover. And as a result of me doing that, guess what happened? I was able to pick out the words that I learned this weekend from using the Memorize app. You know, so, I mean, and I've been doing Swedish for a few weeks now. So, for me, that was a breakthrough. You know, I was able to connect what I learned from an app and a course to a movie that I was watching. And that that was a very cool link that I had when learning the language. But I am nowhere near C1 proficient at all. You know... I might be A1 going into A2, still at A1. Fine, I don't care. I'm enjoying the process. You know, when I get tired of learning Swedish, I'll put it down and go back to my Levantine Arabic and my Egyptian Arabic and call it a day. But I mean, to be honest with you, I would never sit there and tell you, oh, by the way, I did this. I learned this in a week. Well, I mean, I've done things where I've tried to test my brain before where I've taken a, a Michelle Thomas course and I, I the foundation course and I did it in an entire day. It's eight hours. So I did the first three and a half hours in one sitting and then I took a break and then I came back and did the rest of it. And then I I threw a video up of everything I had acquired throughout that those eight hours. Just so I could, you know, um let people see what my progress was. I mean people were impressed. That I was able to get that much in my head in that amount of time. But I was also doing it because I wanted feedback to make sure I was doing it correctly. Because I knew I would have to go back several times and redo that entire course all over again. Plus add more vocabulary to the house 
that I already built using the foundation course for Arabic or whatever language I was using with the Michelle Thomas method. So, I mean, but I also know it's going to take me some time. I'm not in a rush. I have my entire life to become highly proficient in these languages, and that's what I do. But I will say, once again, um, you know, that's, if you believe that you can do that, fine. But understand, once you learn something really quickly, that doesn't mean that you're going to retain it. I mean, I'm going to be honest, I learned um, Hindi using the Mango app last year in six days. And the only reason that was, was because it was a 10 chapter um, course. And I was so hooked on Hindi at the time. I did the first three chapters in one day. And then I did the rest of it. The next day I did one the next day. So by the time the end of the week came, I had finished the whole course. And I knew a lot of Hindi. Now, mind you, have I practiced that Hindi that I learned? Not necessarily. How much do I remember? Not a lot. But if I were to go back and I were to redo the course all over again, it would come back to me, of course. I mean, because once you learn something, you might forget it. But that doesn't mean that it's gone for good. That just means it's dormant and you just need to reactivate it again. And that means that you'll probably learn more the second time around than you did the first time when you started learning the language. So there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean that no one knows how to learn a language successfully. That just means that you learn something for a finite period of time. And now it's sitting in the back of your head waiting for it to be reactivated again at a later date and there's nothing wrong with that at all i you know i have to say i learned several languages at the same time and as a matter of fact i'm really taking a break from learning like multiple languages i'm just sticking with swedish until the end of the summer and then i'm going back to arabic um but i learned some you know basic irish at the for like two months I learned the basics of Norwegian, the basics of Korean, um, and Swedish, all in the span of like three months. And I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't recommend that for anybody, but because I was doing it for work purposes, that was another reason I did it for. But I wouldn't, I would not, um you know, advise that if you just want to take your time with it. You know, just plan out a strategy as to how you want to learn that language, what topics you want to cover. Make a list, whether it's a verbal one where you can record the list or you're you're brailing it out if you have a braille writer or a slate and stylus or you have some type of note-taking device or you go in the notes and you jot down notes, dictate them or whatever you need to do um, to you know, achieve what level you want to get to. And understand, language learning is a journey and it's a process and you will make pros progress regardless if it's fast or slow. I say the slower the better because that way you're able to retain a lot more, you know, and enjoy it. You know, I use my language learning skills in my daily life. So I, I cook food in my target language. I learned how to cook meals using the target language. 
I go to recipe sites where they speak the target language and I try to get as much food input that way. Um, you know, and it helps me out a lot, you know, and I would recommend that, you know, I go out to restaurants and order food. Like, for instance, I learned um, that my Egyptian Arabic was rusty, you know, because I went out a couple weeks ago with my friend to Aladdin's in Montrose in Akron here. And um, I tried to say thank you to the manager. And he was so impressed that I was learning Arabic. He told me whenever I come back in, he'll teach me some more words in Egyptian Arabic, even though I was learning Levantine Arabic. And, you know, I said, well, you know, shukran afron sabe. And uh, thank you very much, my friend. And, um, you know, it, I, and I, it's something that, you know, I love that language. It's a beautiful language. I listen to Hefeweeb when I'm in the shower. You know, I try to get as much exposure in, in, to the languages, even the ones that I'm maintaining. I watched the big short with French subtitles today. I watched a couple of movies with Swedish subtitles. I watched Anastasia with Russian subtitles. You know, I did a little bit of speaking practice in French over the phone last week. I did about 250 words on the um, Memorize app for Swedish. You know, so for me, you know, I'm maintaining my Swedish, you know, and I'm not cramming it into my head. You know, I'm enjoying the process. You know, plus it's hot as hell outside, so I can't really go anywhere. Um, and plus the coronavirus situation. So, you know, I take my time and I, you know, learn how to cook certain foods and I, I watch movies with subtitles and I listen to books, you know, that I have by Ollie Richards, his short stories for um, beginners and intermediate learners. And, you know, I listen to music on TuneIn Radio. I do whatever it takes for me to be able to get some language learning in, you know, at a passive level. And then I activate it too. So, you know, I would take my time. I would enjoy the process. And I wouldn't focus on trying to be fluent in a week or even in a month. You know, unless you got a job, that's the only way. But even then, they will still give you time to be able to learn it to a, a, a intermediate level. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Uh, we're going on... 26 and a half minutes. Um, so I hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you to Anchor. Thank you to the new listeners, um, the new subscribers. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. By the way, I'm number 59 on iHeartRadio. So if you guys can get me up to like the top 10 on iHeartRadio, if I can get to the top 10 on TuneIn Radio, I'm like one away from the top 10, but I would like to be up in the top 10. That'd be great. Um, thank you so much for listening, for buying the courses. And right now, my promotional code Chanel, C-H-E-N-E-L-L, is good until September 6th for all the foundation courses, including the Korean course. So if you want to get $35 off a $100 course, you might want to do it now. Um, thank you for all the people that have bought courses. Thank you for all the people downloading. Thank you for the increase in in subscriptions. I would love to get up to 100 people or more. That would be great. 
Um, I know that 13.4K listeners are listening in 110 countries and 40 states worldwide. So thank you guys for sticking with me. I really appreciate it. And remember, language learning is a journey and a process. Enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the process. And I'll see you in the next episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast. Salon, mejora.